Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 35 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Kekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Doing pretty well, man. Just enjoying some unseasonably warm weather. I feel like this fall can't make up where it wants to go because it was like unseasonably cold three weeks ago, but now it's like late December and it's still like in the late 40s late 40s sure the high 40s yeah. uh and that's weird to me it got up it got up to the low 50s or i'm sorry the early 50s the uh, early, over thank by you. Me today uh yeah well i walk to work every day and so i'm very into like this is like a, a pretty significant portion of my day like how cold is it out because like i always have to go out in it uh i i did the opposite today which is i worked from home so i left like very briefly to run over to the store to grab some lunch and otherwise i've just pretty much been in my apartment all day. I feel like your job could probably afford you... Like, I don't know all the ins and outs of your job. I feel like your job could afford you a lot more work-from-home time than it does. Uh, it's actually not bad. They give me, like, uh, the equivalent of two full work days per month to work from home. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I can sort of deploy them tactically, you know. Uh, you can sort of, like, split them up. So what's really nice is during the winter, you can say like, oh, it snowed a lot last night. I'm going to work from home this morning while they're plowing, and then I'll be in this afternoon once the roads are clear. Oh, and then I you can do of, dig that. So you can sort of like split it up so I can do it for, I can do that four times in a month. Yeah, well, see, this is like the, okay, so like, again, teaching is such a weird job because there's zero, like, there is no element of my job that does not require me to be like there and present at all times. Right, right. Whereas mine, like, if I have a functioning VPN, I am A-OK pretty much anywhere in the world. Right, like, I, like, I, for, I do not have slow days. Like, I, there is never a day where I go into work where just like, eh, there's just not a lot to do today. Like, that's just, like, because of the nature of it, it just, it just never does that ever. Right, sure, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, but it was really lovely uh, to that work from home great. today. Uh, actually, it's great because I I worked from home today. Tomorrow, I'm like going on a, a visit to something in the afternoon. So I'm only going to be in the office during the morning. I'll be there on Wednesday. And then Thursday is Thanksgiving. And then Friday is the day after Thanksgiving. So I'm going to be in the office for a total of like a day and a half this week. Oh, man. That sounds like real good stuff. It's pretty good. It's it's. I'm very excited about it. I kind of <laughs> forgot how ex how excited I was about it until we started having this conversation. Um, oh, but speaking of, this is not just a conversation. This is a podcast. We're recording this. Um, we are watching today episode 35 called "The Traitorous Signal Man." But of course, ooh. I, well, we, I already watched it. It's a real good episode. It's really good. It's. I, I'm okay. I'm very excited to talk about this. Let's not spend a huge amount of time on these stars. Yes. But, of course, as always, Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. Would you like to hear what our first star of the week is? I would, I would genuinely be delighted, Matt. Dave, I, uh, as, as is our custom, I always keep in the back of my mind ways in which I can be upping my game. 
This year, of course, I've Not been sh- also trying to uh, what get into gear. Was that it? Shift into turbo. I think, yeah, it was. Well, no, it wasn't. It was shift into turbo. Was the actual name of the show. I think no. Shift into Turbo might might be the name of the Ranger Danger season that they did about uh, Turbo Ranger. Well, I mean, shift shift into shift into Turbo is what the Power Rangers Turbo say when they transform. Oh, well, like okay, that is that their henchman call. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was get into gear this year. That's right. So um, this is actually a little more upping your game, a little less getting into gear. But well, I guess it's getting some gear anyway. I got the new desk. We we discussed it last week. Uh, we this is now week two of desk discussion, um, but I have it now, and I decided that I was gonna rearrange my room, and so I was like, okay, gonna like you know it got delivered to my home. I went home on like Thursday night, and I knew that it was going to be like some assembly required. Okay, yeah, furniture. What I didn't, what I didn't realize, I guess, uh, is that it was all assembly required. Now, okay, now wait, you. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming they didn't just ship you like untreated lumber. Like, no, you no, no. Like there are, you know, there were like you know hardware fittings, and you know all the all the slabs of wood were pre-cut and in the right size and quantity. But like, I kind of figured, I don't know, the drawers would have been like built and in a separate box. That is not what happened. Oh, what happened oh, is, wow. dang, okay. Like I open, like I opened it up. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like, because the last time I ordered a piece of furniture from Target, it was a love seat, and you flipped it over and like you screwed the feet into the bottom, and then you were done. This one, I popped the box open, and I'm looking at the uh, the instructions, and it says, okay, the instructions for two people will take two hours. Whoa! And I found that to be. Almost exactly the case, except you had to you had to sort of shift that for it being one person. Dave, it took me four hours to build this stupid desk. Holy cats! Well, you know, it's got two drawers. The drawers slide in and out, so I had to like build the drawers and build the box that the drawers slide in and out of, and then attach it to the top or the you know the the desktop, and then attach the legs on the bottom. Yeah, no, 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 hole. like, I'm, it makes sense to me. Now, listen, I, uh, I've i never built a full desk. I can tell you with a fair degree of certainty that is a lot less time than it would have taken you to just build a desk. Well, sure, that's, that's true. And this is a, a much better job than I would have been able to slap together myself. Um... But I, I really like it. I've, I've got a picture. Maybe I'll put it up in the uh, the Twitter feed. Like I, I've got a, uh, I've I it's got it's got sort of like a mid century modern vibe. Well, that's kind of your whole aesthetic. I, it's uh, it is an aesthetic to which I've been leaning of late. Listen, dude, mid century modern. It's a good. This is a very listen. If you're listening to this discussion and you are. 26 or below and you are not in college for this thing, I recognize that this discussion sounds astonishingly boring. I apologize. However, if you were like 30... There's like an interstitial period where you could go either way. If you were like 32 to 33 or above, I want to promise you this is gold content because you're going to get to this stage... And, and you should, uh, you know, you will. I didn't say you should. You just will. You will start to develop an aesthetic. And mid-century modern's a good one. Well, 
there's a, there's a lot that I like about it, Dave. It's got nice, clean lines. You it know, sure like does. It, it, it's also a little, you know, it's a little interesting um, mm-hmm. without being, like, in-your-face interesting. Yeah, the upholstery tends to be, like, bold but not crazy colors, richly saturated. It's beautiful. Yeah. So here's here's one issue that I've realized uh, that is not necessarily ideal to 100% of my life about the mid-century modern aesthetic, Dave, mm-hmm. is um, often a sort of desktop or tabletop will have sort of like a beveled edge. Like it'll sort of like cut in underneath. Yeah. You know? Yes. Now, here's what I did not understand until, oh, I'm going to say 20 minutes ago. Um, as you had were very patiently waiting for me to get my microphone set up. I have, for the last number of years, had my oh, microphone no. <laughs> set up. Uh, it's, it's, it's I like, know where this is going. <laughs> right. It's, it's an arm. It's like an armature thing that I have attached with like a, like a vice grip that was attached to the side of my old desk. Well, my old desk is this very like slab-like, um, sturdy, sort of like particle board um, oh, right, yeah, that's not going to work for a mid-century modern. So I test. went to put it on, and, and also like it's you know it's it's kind of nice. So I'm like, well, I've also got to like you know put like a cloth between the clamp and the table because if I can put a cloth between the clamp and the table, I'm not going to scuff it. So when I take this thing on and off, I'm not going to be doing damage to the desk. Oh yeah. But the problem is, if you put a piece of slippery cloth on a beveled edge and then try to attach a vice grip to it, and then you put the weight of a microphone arm on it, the whole thing just immediately falls off, no matter how many times you try to do it. <laughs> so currently, see, what then, I, oh, see, this is the problem. You should two years ago, Matt, when you started to acquire new furniture, you really should have gone for like a shaker craftsman. Style. Uh, see, this that is would have problem. given you. Yeah, that's this. You're way too far down the the branch of this road. That would have given you that much blockier. Uh, I always you go know. to. I, I always choose the wrong tech tree every time. Every time, man. <laughs> so now the the solution that I have right now because I don't have another like mic stand. So I had to drag my old desk back into my bedroom, set it up next to my new desk. And attach the microphone to that. And when I'm done with it, I'm just going to have to put the whole thing away. <laughs> so that's that's what took me a few extra minutes today, Dave. I've got, I've got now. I've got to seriously consider getting like uh, I don't know. You've got sort of like a stand up, like a like a post stand that doesn't affix to anything. I may end up. Yeah, having that's to go great. That no, way. it's uh, I do like it. Yeah. But for today, I'm like ramshackling this thing together. Uh, anyway, Dave, what is our second star of the week? So our second star of the week, Matt, is I actually also will only be in the office for the office for two days today because Thanksgiving break is coming up. Uh, I'm very excited about that. And uh, I've got my Thanksgiving prep going because we're hosting Thanksgiving this year, as we often do. There is some stock in my crock pot downstairs. Ooh, it's a nice, combo nice. chicken turkey stock getting ready to uh, make stuffing and or gravy, we'll see how much stock I get out of it. I'm uh, I'm I'm assuming that I am on deck for my normal contribution of bringing some wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, we didn't even talk about it this year. I did just assume that that is what you were going to do. So right we on. are yeah. So we got that coming up, and I'm very excited about Thanksgiving break. My Thanksgiving break is actually three days, which is a little bit unusual. Um, even for teachers. That is a like, little unusual. Well, what it is is that we... they, <laughs> So, you know, we are, our time is contracted. Like, even though I'm salaried, like, my time is contracted hourly. Like, in a 
in, in a number of different ways. And so we do our student teacher conference or parent teacher conferences after school. So like I'm there till like nine o'clock. And then there's another thing like curriculum night where like parents come and, and hear about the school. And so when the school years and years ago, when they switched, because, you know, like I don't know if you remember when we were kids, parent teacher conferences were like during the day. And so when we switched over to the doing of them at night, we at the union were like, well, if you want to, if you want us to be there until nine o'clock, like you have to pay us. Like, right. You know, that's, that's how that works. Like, we're not just going to do this for funsies. Like, this is our job. And so the school district said, well, we'd really rather not do that. <laughs> sure. Said, like, of course. Okay. Well, we get that, but um, then we're not going to stay. And they said, well, what if we just like, instead of paying you for that time, we just kind of like gave you an extra day off someplace else. And so that's why we have, we have this three day weekend. And boy, howdy, am I like, am I ready for it? And I was thinking, and I was pondering this, Matt, because I knew I was going to talk about this. And I knew that you were going to be like, shut up, jerk. You have a three day, three day weekend. Um, well, you know, a, as a is five your day want. weekend, right? Oh, it's a, well, it's yeah, five day weekend is three days off, as is your want when I was, you know, when I talk about vacations. But here's the thing I was thinking about. And I think I finally found a good way to explain it. Here's the deal. The breaks are not for me. I mean, they are. Because, like, I take them, obviously. Sure. And I do need them. But the reason that I need them is because I'm dealing with the kids. And the kids are exhausted. Oh, sure. I remember, I mean, I remember being in high school. Yeah. So, like, because, like, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're an adult and you don't, if you haven't thought about this in a long time, learning is exhausting. Like, learning stuff is exhausting. Like, imagine the last time, or try to remember, like, the last time that, <laughs> that you, as an adult, had to learn a brand new thing. Like, a thing that you did not know, kind of at all, and someone needed to teach it to you. And, and like, what a tiring experience that was. And imagine that doing that for seven different things Every single day. That's what it's like being a teenager in case you've forgotten. And so the kids need a break. Teenagers, sort of famously unempathetic, are not great at like stoically persevering. And so <laughs> and so when they get exhausted, like they don't just bottle that up. They turn that right around on me. And so I now am exhausted. And uh, I'm really looking forward to think this has been your sort of like pedagogical corner. Um, I, I realized halfway through that there were really jokes about this. I'm like just super stoked about Thanksgiving break. <laughs> Dude, it's it's going to be very good. I am super excited for it. It is. Uh, you're coming over and uh, our friends Bill and Jenna coming over. And then uh, actually some other folks that you uh, you do not know, some new friends of ours, are going to be joining us. Uh, and they will Mysterious. also be bringing wine. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, what, Matt, is our third star of the week? Dave, third star of the week, this is a short one. These might be short from here on out uh, for the last couple of stars, is that there is a new telephone pole that was recently erected on my street. Re recently, well, uh, wait for it. Recently enough that they have not put any of the telephone pole stuff on it yet. I actually, as you say it, this is totally aside the point. I actually am a little bit surprised because I was sort of under the impression that anytime they're putting in new stuff, they're trying to bury it now. 
Well, I, I don't think that's possible. Maybe it's just, like, not possible where I live. Anyways. Um, because there are so many wires that are, like, above my streets that, like, if you can't just bury one of them, I think is the thing. You know, uh, yeah. you, you have to bury them all, and that's not really practical. I don't, I'm not an infrastructure uh, guy, but that's sort of what it seems to be. So they put in a new poll. And there's none of the new stuff on it yet. So it's just like a fresh pole they stuck in the ground next to a different pole that they will assumedly be tearing out at some point. Um, but here's the other thing, Dave, is that like a week ago, they cut down one of the trees on my street. So they okay. cu- So they cut down a tree, and then a yeah. week later, they put in a telephone pole, which, if you think about it, is basically just a bad, dead tree. It's like a joke of a tree. Right? Like, like it gets used for stuff, but none of that stuff is on it right now. So it's like a mockery of a tree. So it's like they oh, cut like... down the tree and then, like, put that one up as, like, a warning to the other trees on the street. Like, you better shape up or you're going to turn into one of these. Like okay, that last we'll guy. Here's the thing. I feel like as a tree, you very specifically do... N- if you don't want to become a telephone pole, you very specifically do not want to shape up. Because a telephone pole is a bad tree in every single vector except one, which is it's the exact right shape. Right. Well, that is true. It also occurred to me that, like, I did not find it ominous that they cut down a tree and then put up a telephone pole myself. But that's only because I have the context for what those things are. Like, if I was a space alien who came to Earth and witnessed that happening, I'd be like, what madness are these people doing? That one was alive, and they replaced it with a dead one. I don't know why any of this is happening. <laughs> anyway, that's the that third star. Seen. That's pretty wild. Uh, so, what is our fourth star of the week? I don't know, man. Like con- consumer interactions, I had. So I was, uh, I was on Xbox, and they they were running a deal where you like you get their ultimate game pass thing for like a, a dollar for three months, and I was like. Cool, I'll I'll do that. There's some there's some games on there, and uh, they want an absurd amount of money for it if you if you pay for it normally, like it's crazy. But uh, but for a dollar at a at a crazy promotional price, great. Sure. Why so not? I get Crackdown Three. That's that's a franchise I've not thought about in oh oh lo these many years. Well, Matt, guess who else did not really think about it? The developers. Oh really? Yeah, okay, so here's the deal. Did you play Crackdown 1? I played Crackdown 1. Okay, great. Did you like it? Loved it. Great, then you will also love Crackdown 3, because it is literally the exact same game. Oh, well, that's, uh... Yeah, like, Crackdown 3 is effectively DLC for Crackdown 1. It's DLC for a game from 10 years ago. Yeah, like, there is no... I mean, like, I guess the controls are a little bit smoother, and I would say that it looks cooler. I don't know that that's quite true, because Crackdown 1 that has had a kind of neat cel-shaded vibe going on. Like, I guess it's smoother and something else, but, like, it's it's the exact same game. Like, the world is maybe a little bit bigger, but you're still, like, you run around, and you jump, and you find the orbs, and then those jumpy orbs help you jump farther, and then you, like take out various pieces and parts of the world board, and then when you take out the right parts, you take out a bigger part, and then eventually you conquer the city in the name of justice, I guess. Like, then, it's the exact same game. And then you get into a car, and it transforms into a better car. 
Yeah, but yes. Yeah, it's the, it's the same. Like, there are new weapons. That's all. That's all. Um, I mean, the old weapons were pistol, machine gun, and shotgun. Like, what, what, what are they really uh, iterating on there? Oh, well, okay. They have, like, there's a little bit more than that. Like, I mean, maybe there was a rocket launcher. I don't know. I yeah, don't like, there's a rocket the launcher and a grenade well. launcher. There, there's some stuff. But, like, it is, it is comically not innovative. My, my understanding about the development of Crackdown 3 is that when they announced Crackdown 3, it was with a bunch of, like, new fancy features for the Xbox One. And then those Xbox features didn't really happen. And then the game kind of went into a weird, like, development limbo. And then yeah, when it came out... It in 2014. And, yeah, and yeah, it came out like last, last year. year. And then when it finally came out, people were like, oh... Well, without all the new stuff you were telling us about, this isn't a game. <laughs> this is this is just, I mean, it is. I'm playing it. It's fun. It's just more Crackdown 1. I did really like Crackdown 1, so, like, I'm having a good time. It's a nice trip down memory lane, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it is precisely that. So here's the other weird thing I experienced. So, um, there's a, there are a number of services online where you can sort of, like, pick and mix different like bits and bobs and uh and create your own mini and then these people have like a, a super schnazzy 3d printer like one of the really good ones and they will print the mini that you have designed and send it to you so you can you know you can you can have a D mini that like sort of matches exactly what yeah, it is sure. you're, you're I, going I, for i've heard of services like this in the past yeah like i mean matches exactly within the context of like mixing and matching the, the pieces that they have right sure so there's one, it's probably the biggest one, it's called Hero Forge, and it's like, it's pretty in-depth. Uh, I mean, I've never ordered anything from them, so I don't know how good their product is, but like a good nerd, I, I like to get on their website and sort of mess around with the thing, because it's fun. It's like its own little game. Yeah. But it's like very detailed, right? You can aff- You can change the pose around, they've got like dozens and dozens and dozens of like outfits and you can you can pick all sorts of stuff and they have accessories and all of these things right cool so then so I far. Get an ad. it's cool so far it's fine so i get an ad for a new company and they have sort of kick-started to to get themselves rolling they called eldritch foundry and i was just like eldritch foundry that sounds very cool and uh you know you see a couple of the models and i was like oh those models look neat like yeah for sure man like email me when your thing is up and running and i'll I, along with everyone else who emailed you, will we'll go check out your thing. Neat. So they finally launched. I was like, ooh, cool. And they make a really big deal. They're like, oh, we've put all this work into, like, the background for the races and our lore about, like, the world that we've created that our, our like, minis exist in, I guess. It's like, but, oh, well, then you have entirely missed the point of what people want from you. Yeah, it was like they make a really big deal out of it, which is bizarre because all the races they invent. Can you guess what the races they invented are, Matt? Well, Dave, let me guess. Is there an elf? Yeah, there sure is. Did they invent dwarves, Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Did the geniuses down at the foundry figure out what a gnome might look like? Yeah, this is like, like they gave it an unnecessarily not standard name. <laughs> But then they do put all their stuff. They, I think they are putting the the actual name of the thing that they mean, like, in parentheses beside it. <laughs> and then 
again. So I love the Here are the, the stone dwellers. Yes, right. we get it. They're dwarves. Oh, they're no, short they're and they've even, got beards, they, huh? Okay. They have made up a new word for it. But it sounds a little bit like dwarf. But, like, not enough. It's the dwarves. <laughs> and so, anyways. And then so I was like, all right, so like, whatever. So you've, you've done this thing. And so I log on to the website. And it is... Like, as a design-your-own mini-thing, it's very bad. Like, it's not nearly as good as Hero Forge, which already existed. I, I, these, people, these people have fallen into the same trap that I did, where they went down the wrong tech tree. Like, the, there's the come-up-with-like-crazy-ideas side of things, and then the actually-make-good-minis side of things, and they forgot to put any points into make-good-minis for their make-good-minis company, and that was a mistake. <laughs> it's bizarre. They're like, like, you can do... And it says in the ad company, like, you can do all this stuff. And I go on the website, and I'm like, I definitely very much cannot... And you have, like, four shirt options that I can choose from, and I don't like any of them. So, yeah, it was just, like, it was a very bizarre experience um, interacting with this thing. Uh, anyways, Matt, what is our fifth star of the week? Uh, fifth star of the week, this will be another uh, quick one, is that yesterday um, I went to a... This, there are not jokes about this. This is just a nice thing I did yesterday. Um, a, there's a, a buddy of mine who is a bartender who recently, like, he, he, like, had some injury and ended up having to have some surgery and go to the hospital. Um, and so yesterday at the bar where he works, like, the, the people who own the place and, like, the, the staff and everyone, like, got together to throw this raffle where all the, cool. where, like, you know, you buy tickets to get, like, you know, just, like, the the sort of swag that bars get from like bar uh, vendors, yeah, you know, like yeah. bar signs and you know, just like random stuff like yeah, that. Dig it, maybe some drink coupons. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. People put all together the... like you know other bars in the neighborhood, like put together gift baskets and stuff. Um, and all the benefits for all that stuff went to ended up going to the guy. But the fun thing about it was that he was working that night, and no one had told him what the raffle was for. Oh, that's very cool. So it was it was a, it was a nice moment. It's like I said, no jokes, just a that's what I did this weekend star. Oh man, well no, that's a great Thanksgiving star, man. It's cool. Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, you know what else is lovely, Dave? The traitorous signal man. Uh, actually, that's not lovely. He's being horrible this week, but and we don't we don't even know why yet. But we will find out together eventually. But first, Dave, we've got to talk about episode 35, so we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll do just that. All right, welcome back. So we have just finished watching episode 35. That's a lie. We watched it beforehand. We always watch it beforehand. At this at this stage, we pretty much do. Well, I, I just, I got, Dave, I got into the habit of saying we've just come back from watching it in the early, like, first two seasons of the show where we actually did that. Well, th- what we used to do is that you and I would actually, we would stay on headset and watch the episode together, sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then after, we did this for like ages, and then we realized, we're like, why are we, I don't know that there's a ton of benefit to doing it no, this way. It's we, really inconvenient. It was super inconvenient because we realized that if we watched the episode independent of each other, sitting down to do the podcast took an hour. 
right? But if we yeah, watched it together, we had to like, and this is also when like none of the DVDs were out yet, so we were having to like scramble all around the internet to find like, oh jeez, v- yeah, very unreliable streaming sites. And so we'd be like going into these tr- streaming sites and trying to find the episode to watch, and it would take us like an extra hour, probably all told. Uh, and then we stopped doing it, and it's been really nice. But I got into the habit of saying, we've just watched this episode, and I probably will continue to say it forever. Yeah, that's fair. So anyways, we just got back from watching this episode. And man, would not have been able to tell you this before while we were doing the five stars. But it was it was a great episode. It was a great episode. It, it was one kind of great episode, and then at the very end it turned into a completely different kind of great episode. Holy cats, did it. Okay. So, uh, we are, we're going to get into it. So, well, let's just go. So we start off in Pegasus Modus and the Rangers are all doing, um, rock, paper, scissors or Rochambeau, uh, however you want to call it to, I guess, to see who buys lunch or has to go get lunch. And everybody throws rock and Kyosuke throws paper. And then they're like, okay, great. You lost. Here's what I want. And, and he is saying that this is unfair, and I agree with him, but I don't under... Like, I know we have looked it up in the past, like, how rock, paper, scissors can work differently in Japan than it does in the United States. But, like, I straight up do not understand how rock, like, beats paper in this. No, I... Okay, here's the thing. I don't think that it does, because he says something, he's like, wait a minute... No, you all threw rock and I threw paper. And they're like, no, 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 that means you lose. And okay. then they just sort of walk away. So, he, so I they're think just they abusing have, his, their friend. Yeah, they are just abusing slash bamboozling Kyosuke here. Uh, and then they say, like, so two people want salmon and somebody wants a fried chicken. And then Minoru wants a, a hamburger bento box, which is like, I did, that really I didn't flies know that in was the face yeah, that like flies in the face of my concept of a bento box. I didn't know that a bento box could in- include a hamburger. I mean, it's just a box, man. You can put whatever you want in there. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Actually, speaking of hamburgers, Matt, they did a big redesign of my Whole Foods, and they moved them around. But you know who I went and saw the other day? The cheese guy? No, not the cheese guy. That dude doesn't work there anymore. Nope, went and saw Dave. Dave the Hamburger Guy. Dave the Hamburger Guy, previously Dave, mentioned on this program. Dave like the Hamburger Guy, who makes hamburgers so good, yeah, uh, went back. He said, hey man, what's up? Haven't seen you in a while. I was like, I got kids now. I don't get out to Whole Foods for burgers as much. And he slipped me some free french fries and gave me the best burger I've had in probably a calendar <laughs> year. This man knows his business. Anyways, so we... And then... Uh, what's his name? Flash Yoda. Dapu. Dapu gets a bento box too. I mean... So we go from there. Dave, Yoda is also a Flesh Yoda. Yeah, but he's not like... Yoda is not covered with chitinous material. Okay, that's... Skeleton Yoda. Skeleton Yoda would be terrible. It could be. Or it could be really cute. I bet Skeleton Yoda looks a lot like Skeletal Calvin and Hobbes. Like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So anyways, Man, we go from there to Barbara. Yoda, I have for the last two weeks been, like, you know, every week there's the struggle to come up with what the new five stars is going to be. Yeah. Last yeah, two yeah. weeks have been like, okay, what are the stars going to be? And then we do the five stars and immediately afterwards I'm like, I got Disney Plus and we haven't talked about it yet. 
Ooh, well, remember that for next week. I probably won't, but we'll see. Anyway. Baby Yoda, he's got a lot of heat. Baby Yoda's very big right now. Baby Yoda's huge right now. Seeing that little guy everywhere. Such a good little guy. Now, wait, just real quickly. I assume you're watching this show, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so is does this take place like way in the past? Is it actually Baby Yoda? No, it is not actually Yoda. Oh, okay. It's just, it is a Yoda, it is not Yoda. Exactly. Got it. So anyways. Uh, oh yeah. So, so we go from go there to the Barbarian Saloon. I was really waiting for you to interrupt again with a new, with a new story. Anyway, so we go from there to the BB Saloon. And, and we are, oh, I'm so excited. We're about to get a new name. Uh, they're committing to this joke every week. It's going to be a new name. Everybody's sort of like, well, two weeks ago we were the health bozoke, and then last week we were the devil bozoke. So, like, come on, man. Like, are we going to be a new thing this week? What's going on? And so Moda pulls the guy over and is like, hey, 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 come here. Why don't you shut up? Why don't you shut your stupid mouth? Giving us new names is really helping the president out. It's really, like, bolstering his spirit. Right, like, we keep losing no matter what we're called. It's not helping us, but it's helping him, and he needs it right now, so just be cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> they pull the sign down, and the new spot is blank. It's nothing. And <laughs> they all go over President Kaido, he's like, ah, I just couldn't come up with anything this week, guys. It's, <laughs> it just, it's like, I got stumped. I got nothing for you. He had two weeks of ideas and now nothing. Maybe he'll be back with a new one next week. So Well, here's the problem is they've already committed to being both healthy and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, if your first commitment is like, we're just going to be dumb as a box of rocks, then uh, I feel like coming up with new names after that is going to make it be a lot harder if you're trying to stay in that ooze. Right, right. So they're, they're sitting there, and Sonnet's like, listen, I don't care about any of this stupid name stuff. I'm hungry. What are we going to do about that? That's the real issue. Yes. And so Gainamo like, says, like, okay, uh, we'll, we'll send somebody down to Earth to get some bento boxes. Yes. I 100... It's not true. I did 100% assume that this week's monster was going to be the Bozok's number one bento lover. I mean, that makes sense. It's in my... Yeah, it's in my notes. So... Uh, we go from there back to Earth, and we see Kyosuke. He's on his way to wherever it is he's going to get Bento, and he sees Koban Base. <laughs> Koban Base. We haven't talked about it in a few weeks. If you've forgotten, that was like the little like policeman's like stand right. shelter thing that uh, Signal Man used to spend time in back when he was on Earth. So Koban Base, despite the fact that it is in the middle of the open and is real big. To indicate that a lot of time has passed, it has been covered with Halloween prop spiderwebs. I was going to say, it's not just spiderwebs. It is Party City, like, ooh, you're in a graveyard, spiderwebs. (laughs) And standing in front of this becobwebbed Koban base... Is young Ichitaru. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to follow the logic of like, well, we've got to make sure it looks old. But instead of like digging it up, what if in, in the world of Car Ranger, there were also just like a million spiders, just like a bit like a million spiders everywhere, or one giant spider. And, uh, and that's how we told everybody that it was old. I Although mean, actually, I mean, okay. Speaking of Think speaking about of it. things being covered in spider webs, uh, have you ever seen pictures, Matt? Of I'm fairly sure it's Australia during what I think is called spider season. 
Uh, Dave, if I ever see a, a picture that's starting to load up on my computer and the caption on that picture says anything about a spider system or se- uh, season, I close that tab and walk away and take a nice, long, hot shower. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm just imagining the prop guys standing around like, okay, how do we make this look old? Well, we can make it look broken down, but then we have to actually break it, and we might want to use it again. Like, okay, well, what about dust? Dust is good. I like where your head's at, but this hard is to outside. Read. Hard doesn't necessarily read yeah. on camera. Hard to read, easy to blow away. So, I mean, the cobwebs is kind of, kind of the. I mean, I, I feel a little crazy saying this. Kind of their best option. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you put it like that, you're working with fairly limited stuff. It does work. By the way, just looked it up. It definitely is called Spider Season. And one of the captions said, that's not snow. It's just Spider Season in Australia. Well, so that gives you any clue. Thanks for that, Dave. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, for sure. Thanks for sharing that, that wonderful news. So anyways, Kiyosuke looks over at this and he says, what? He's like, man, I wonder how Signalman is doing. Like... I hope he won his three-legged race with his signal son. Like, what a what a fine fellow. I dig him. Also, oh no, I'm comically hungry. Yeah, so like he he pieces out of there to go get his bento boxes. Yeah. Um He arrives at like a food truck, essentially, that has all these prepackaged. Yeah. Well, not how you boxes. would think of it. It is just it's like a it's just a truck with food in it. Right. It's like a big, like, panel van that a guy has loaded up with bento boxes and has, like, pulled out of the back of the van and stacked up on a folding table outside the van. Yeah. Which so he goes up and he... Yeah, he starts ordering. Uh, if you were curious, Matt, what Kiyosuke changes his order to, this is really just a note for Matt, uh, Makunoichi. I looked it up. Sort of like a sampler platter. Oh, right on. I love I love a sampler. Yeah. So, so anyway, as he is placing his order, a bozo appears, drives down, because of course he's also coming from bento boxes, and there's only one place possible, this one van. <laughs> he's, he's the only dude. This guy's name is B.B. Goon. G.G. Boone. G.G. Boone. Mm, I'm going to stick with B.B. Goon. Well, you go right ahead, but... Uh, no, so it's G.G. Boone, and he comes down, and he is not... Oh, I'm so bummed out about this. He is not their number one bento lover. I would have loved to have seen that monster design. Yeah, no, he is their number one errand boy. Yes, and he is... Well, he... Sorry, number one errand master, yes. I believe is what he says. Well, what, listen, I've been I've been an errand master before uh, in, you know, previous jobs. Everyone else thinks of you as the errand boy. You're, you are the one who is putting master on there so that you have something good on your resume. <laughs> Like, I guarantee you that President Gynamo was not like, let us send our finest errand master. Man, I don't know. I think President Gynamo is prone to... Let me put it this way. I think if anybody that I've ever seen on a television show was going to refer to someone as a number one errand master, it would be President Gynamo. Well, I mean, you're not wrong there, Dave. <laughs> so anyways, um, Gigi Boone like, rolls up, and he sort of, like, elbows Kiyosuke out of the way. He's a, he's a coin purse man. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, he's a big, weird coin purse man. Um, it's actually kind of a cool costume, and it's so much better than last week's monster. 
that I, that I dig it. So um, Gigi Boone sort of like elbows Kyosuke out of the way. He starts ordering. And Kyosuke is like, hey, my dude, uh, it is rude to interrupt. Right. Like, he's not upset that he's a bozoke and, like, concerned that the bozoke are here to attack. He's just mad that this dude cut him in line. Yes, which is that, and so he starts, he basically starts a fight with this dude, which is not, uh, did you hear about the, the Popeyes, Matt? The Popeyes line cutter? Uh, did I tell you about this? I, I don't recall. Dude cut in line for a Popeyes chicken sandwich and got stabbed to death. Well, Dave, man, you know, you know I don't approve of cutting in line. I that don't. seems wrong. I that don't. seems harsh, my dude. Yeah, so he starts a fight about it. Like, he just attacks this dude. Uh, he gets in one or two shots, and then Gigi Boone turns around and kind of lays waste to Kyosuke. Right. The thing <laughs> because is he's so hungry. Kyosuke is so hungry, he doesn't have any good... He doesn't have any gas in the punch energy tank. You know? Like, he's trying to punch good, but there's just nothing fueling the punches. <laughs> so Gigi Boone is trying to continue the fight, and Kyosuke pull, he pulls a timeout. He's like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. No punching. I call it time out. So. Which Gigi Boone respects. You gotta respect the timeout. Which out, I man. love. Uh, so he respects the timeout. Kyosuke ducks behind a wall to Henshin. And he's like, can barely get up the strength to Henshin. And so hungry is he. As he comes back, Gigi Boone has finished ordering lunch has gotten the bento boxes, is receiving change for the transaction. And I'm like, this dude is not a villain. He's He came down, someone started a fight with him, and then when he put the order in, like he cut in line, sure, that's villainous. Naturally. But then when, uh, when he didn't steal the bento boxes, he he's getting change, which means that he gave the dude money. But, but his villainy... Is so much more subtle, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that is the weird thing about Bozoke. Because I feel like the degree... I feel like you very much get the idea that this is like a... It's a bike club. And the dudes at the top are very much on mission. And the dudes at the bottom are are super variable. <laughs> as to how much they actually care about, about blowing up the Ursh. So like, <laughs> here, here is the evil villainy of Gigi Boone, and here is why he is a human coin purse. He's like, I got 780 yen back in change. The boss will never notice if I only give him 560 yen. I'm just going to keep a little bit of it and then save up some money, and then eventually I'll have money. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude, this dude skims like two fifty off the top to put in his his like body. I would because he's a coin purse. I would say. Well, it's weird because he is a coin purse, but he also definitely is wearing a coin purse. It's a whole, you know, it's a whole theme. So, anyways, so Red runs out and he's just like, "All right, like let's do this, jerk." And Gigi Boots is like two seconds, like turns around. Puts the bento boxes back in his car so he doesn't spill them, and then commences to fight. Yeah, and, and so they're starting to have a fight. The fight's going back and forth. Like, I definitely get the impression that this would not be a super tough fight for Kyosuke if he was fully fed. But he's but not. He's, he's just so hungry. And so he just he can't get it together to beat this dude. 
Like, he even mentions, he's like, man, I even turned into Red Racer. And even as Red Racer, I'm so hungry that I cannot beat this punk. Uh, but he's saved, Matt. Well, he seems like he's going to be saved. Because who should arrive but Signalman? What? Signalman, he's back. back. And he's driving into the fight. He's riding his bike towards Red Racer. He's continuing to ride his bike towards Red Racer. And Red Racer doesn't move because he assumes that Signal Man would never possibly run him over with his bike. And then, like you did to me in a playground when we were children, he got run over by that bike. Did I run you over with a bike when we were kids? Eh, you ran over my foot. I thought you were going to move. Maybe I thought you were going to move. Clearly you did. <laughs> so anyways, he definitely runs over Red Racer. And then Red Racer's like... Whoa, 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 my man. Like, Signal Man, what is going on? And then we see Signal Man's chest and his three uh, signal light, like chest lights are painted over black. Yes. And I didn't notice this at first, but he has evil shades over his regular (laughs) head shades. Well, how else would you know that he's evil now, Dave? Yeah, so he's he's now an evil Signal Man. uh, And he says, like, how could you... To Red Razor, and Red Razor has no idea what he's talking about. And then the Benzo <laughs> the guy runs over, and he's like, Hey, guys, could you go someplace else? This is killing sales. Right. Like, like I'm dying uh, over you've here. You've got to get out of here. No one wants to buy bento boxes when you two are shooting each other with lasers. And uh, Signal Man just like, Yeah, whatever, civilian, and goes to shoot him. Or he starts to, Red Ray's just like, you cannot just shoot this guy. And Signal Man's like, mm, I've got a gun right here that definitely says I can. So he goes to shoot the bento box dude, and Red Racer just jumps in the way of the laser. Because, uh, you know, he hasn't been turned evil by something. And Signal Man's like, okay, good on you for doing that, but I am still going to kill you. Yeah, so they, and they, Red Racer... So they do find a new location. Yeah, that's a good point, good point. Um, so he's still in his heart, I think, is a good guy. And so Red Racer just asks, he's like, what is going on? And Signal Man says, place your hands over your heart and you'll know. And so Red Racer does that. And he's just like, trying it, but trying it. Uh, it's definitely not working. I still have no idea why you're, you are upset. So they, they fight another minute and Red Racer knows, like, this is not going well for him. So he pulls a move that I've never seen them do before. He pulls out the gun. Well, maybe I've seen him do something like this. Do you remember when they made their, like, GPS navigational unit? Yeah, and, I was not sure what was up with this with this move. And then they, like, plugged it into a gun, and then they could use the GPS to, like, redirect the shot of the laser so it could, like... Find an invisible target, I think it was. Is that, was that what happened? Ah, uh, yeah, it's something like that. I, I honestly don't remember. But anyways, he does. He does the uh, Navic shot. And it's uh, it's like a binder shot. It sort of like shoots energy and it wraps around Signal Man. Uh, but it doesn't actually work for, for very Right, it, it doesn't work for long. But it works for just long enough that Red Racer is able to escape. Yeah. Uh, he goes back to Pegasus base. Everyone is still hungry and waiting for him. He shows up and just collapses like bloody, which is weird because I think this is like the first time we've ever seen negative consequences of some one of them losing a fight. 
Like, I don't remember seeing... Like, it, it struck me that he was injured. Yeah, it was kind of unusual. Uh, so he he sort of... He's like, oh my gosh, guys, I couldn't get the bento. And then he falls over. Uh, we go from there to the BB Saloon. Zanet is still hungry, because of course, no bento boxes yet. And uh, Gigi Boone rolls up and he's like, guys, you... He's like, first of all, I did not get the bento. Sorry about that. No, he, he's calling from a phone booth back on Earth. Oh, that's right. Then he calls and he's like, forget about the bento. You guys are not going to believe this. Evil signal man. I'm going to stick around and see what's up. You love to see it. There he is. Super evil. We're going to make this work. Yeah. So we cut back to Pegasus. Kyosuke is having his wounds treated and he's telling them what happened. And like, no one really believes him because they're like, no, like if it was Signal Man, Signal Man's cool. Like this is not. Yeah. Like there's, there's no possible way that you, you either got this right or, or something. We cut from there to Signal Man uh, very definitely being evil, actually. Super evil. Upsettingly evil. Yeah, so he is using his bike. Uh, he's riding around on patrol... What's the bike called again? Oh, I forget what the bike is called. Patrol racer or something like that? Uh, so anyways, he's, he's riding around. But he is using this bike to like menace a crowd of children that, that Ichitaru... And specifically, I think, is calling out Ichitaru. Being like... Basically, like I'm gonna hurt you, and this is this is big, right? He's he's menacing these children in order to get the car rangers to. Yeah, to he's telling them like, go call your best friends, the car rangers. They'll come save you. I am going to continue to menace these children. So Ichitaro runs off, gets to Pegasus Space, and uh, tells them about it. And they're like, oh well, I guess I guess Kyosuke was not actually lying to us. We should go deal with this. Yeah, so they all show up, and uh, he's still menacing these children. And uh, but you know, it definitely works. Like you know, the, the Rangers show up, and they're trying to talk to him. Like particularly Kosuke, like trying to reason with Signal Man, and he just keeps talking about Sigtaru, his son. Oh, Dave, real quick, not really relevant, but um, it was a great moment when they show up. Signal Man is like drive, riding in circles around these children. He stops riding not on purpose, but because. Uh, Kyosuke, like, takes his sword and throws it like a spear and it jams into the spokes of the bike. Oh, sick! I must have been looking at my, uh, I must have been writing something down when that happened. It was That's great. really cool. So, um, they're trying, so they're trying to reason with him, like, what's going on? And he's like, ah, oh, you, you never, will never understand the suffering of Sigtaru. And they, and he keeps insisting, like, clearly, like, Sigtaru's son is sick. He blames the rangers for some, for some reason, and also clearly thinks that they know already what they have done. Right. So we, we cut to this like flashback of Signal Man on Planet Police. And he's like, I was so looking forward to coming home and reuniting with my family and having the three-legged race at the sports day. But it was all ruined because of you. And we see... That there's this, like, five colors of glowing smog in the sky above Planet Police. And they are the colors of the Car Rangers. And what has happened is that this smog has caused the children to get sick, including um, um, Sigtaro. And because all the children are sick, not only is there the tragedy that the children are sick, Dave, it's even worse... They had to cancel the sports day. There was oh no three-legged gosh. race. 
this, the three-legged race he was so looking forward to with his son, and now his son is ill. And so uh, Signal Man is like really obs- we see him being upset about this in the flashback, and then we see like he breathes in some of the smog, and as he does. He kind of transforms into the form that we see him in now, where, like, the lights are blacked out, and he's wearing, like, evil shades, and there's a couple, like, black parts on him that used to be colored. Yeah. So and this so is not re- just, like, he got mad and, like, painted himself black to come down here and beat people up. Right. Like, something something is, is happening here, and the rangers are like, dude, this is very obviously a trap. Like... This wasn't us. Like, we did not do this. We have, we have no idea. Our vehicles Someone... are emissions-free. Right. <laughs> I remember that. Our vehicles are emissions-free. <laughs> they're like, listen, man. Someone is trying to get you to fight us. Because they know that, like, you know, they're, they're, they don't say this. Because, like, we're allies. And if, we could, if we're fighting each other, then we're not fighting the bad guys. Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta, you, you gotta do this. Um... Gigi Boone now gets back in the fight. They 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 fight for a second, and then the Rangers just call their new I forget what it's called. It's uh, the new Giga Formula. Giga Booster. Giga Booster, thank you. So they're like they summon Giga Booster, it's Booster Cannon, and they and while they're sort of charging up to do this, Zelmoda sort of slippy sidles. I would say it's a sidle, is really what it is. He sidles over to Signal Man. He's just like, hey, my dude, like, I, like you, let's you and I talk. Like, why don't you come over here with me? We've clearly got a we'll lot chat. in common. Right. Uh, in that we both want to kill the Car Rangers. Like, let's pop over here. Uh, they do, they, they Giga Blaster, what's his nuts. And uh, then he eats some Emu Yokan and he gets real, real big. That that does not go well for him for very long, though. Yeah, no, he uh, he does a pocket change attack where he throws some coins at them, and that's fun. And he gets in like two or three. He gets in like two or three shots, which is more than some people can say. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the fight lasts less a, a shorter amount of time than the amount of time it took them to summon Vic Trailer and transform into VRV Robo. Yeah, they uh, they they kind of milked that one. It wasn't they didn't have a super full episode this week. Well, so, I mean, I, I, I think that they had... Well, okay, they milked that a bit. Um, I I kind of feel like... I don't know. I thought it was very funny how long that took and how short the fight was. And I couldn't <laughs> tell if that was a joke on purpose or just, like, incidentally funny. Man, that would be... That would be a pretty meta joke. Yeah, but it's a it's kind... Some of the jokes in this season are pretty meta. Okay, um, listen, you know what? I think let's give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that that joke was on purpose. So we're go- we're, from there, we're in Barbarian Saloon. Zanette is still hungry because, of course, the dude they sent to get her bento box has been just so exploded. And uh, so she says, fine, I, President Kynamo, I will just eat you. And so she grabs salt and pepper from behind the bar and shakes them on his face and then just starts, like, biting his head. Yes. It's like in a cartoon when a person gets so hungry that they see all of their friends turn into, like, pieces of ham and, like, a whole turkey. Except that that never happens. She just starts biting on the head of this hideous monster man. Yeah. So, Zelmoda rolls in and he's like, hey, guess who's with me? Enter Signal Man. Brief interlude for Ichitaru. Ichitaru is down at Koban base. He's got a piece of chalk and he has written on the side of the base. So we're sort of watching him write it. 
Signal Man, I hate you very much. Which is a real bummer. Yes. They were such good... They were so close. They were so close. And Kyosuke sees this. And he's like, what is going on with Signal Man? Like, this is crazy. We come back to... Come back to Barbarian. Back back to Barbarian. And they are having, like... They're all shaking hands. Uh, Zanette is, like, shaking up some cocktails for them. They have clearly, like, come into a partnership. And then... The camera pans out. Like way, way, way out. Like out from Barbarian into space. And we hear laughter. What? What's going on? Who could this be? We've already we've already be? accounted for everyone in the episode. Is it quick answer? Is it instructor is, Richie Richie Hiker? No. It is. No, not. he's dead. That dude's dead. Answer. Who is it? We have no idea. No, there's this giant golden faced man. With like this like big a sort of phantasm of him, yeah, like superimposed over space, sort of like superimposed over space in such a way that it looks like he's holding Barbarian in one of his hands, and he's like, "Yes, now this is perfect. Signal Man is working with the Bozoak. All my plans are coming to fruition." He starts laughing. End of episode. Boom. It's so good. Like, we get a full episode of one thing, and then the last ten seconds, it just becomes a completely different thing. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he has done. I, like, I've kind of been assuming the whole time that President Gynamo is the final boss of this season. Me too, since we had Richard Richiger, but apparently he isn't. Right. Or, or this is another fake out, but it doesn't. It's late enough in the season that it doesn't feel like a fake out. No, I don't think it will be. I think this is going to be whoever this dude is. This this dude is the is the new is the new hotness. Anyway, um, I am very excited. Uh, looking forward to seeing what that is. But that's it for that's it for this episode of Car Ranger Day. But of course, it is not it for our episode of License to Car Ranger because first we need to determine where. BB or GG Boone lands in the Creature Royale. Well, man, I feel like we have an ideal starting spot in the form of Purse Monk. Sure. Who is himself also a coin purse man. Right. That's the other coin purse monster. That's the nice thing about having this list for so long is that, like, you've always got a pretty good starting point. So, I. Okay, so here's the deal Coin Purse, Purse Monk. Right. Purse Monk. Is from Die Ranger. He's from like episode and, three of Die Ranger. Yeah, he's like he's been on this list forever, and he is a he would take the form of a human basketball player who super loves basketball and is very tall and had real sick dunks. Yes, and then he would turn into a coin purse man and he would throw like like Buddha head masks at like dunk Buddha head masks onto people. And that would like mind control them, which he would then was going to use them for some sort of evil sacrifice. Yeah. It was an evil, um, sacrifice. It was sort of like the, the, the coming out party for the, the villains in that show. Oh yeah. 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 Like they were going to have a feast. Uh, so Zydos was there. It was, it was going to be great. So first blush, I would say I like Gigi Boone. I do not like him as much as Purse Monk. No, I, I like... I, Gigi Boone is a crummy monster. But I, I think that he's a crummy monster on purpose. 
But he's a very good errand runner. Right. Like, he's not... Like, he is not designed to capture people and put weird masks on their head and prepare them for the evil ceremony. He's here for bento boxes, right? Like, he fights a little bit, but he's just the guy who they send out for lunch. And, like, is that a good monster? No. But is it a fun idea for a character in a show like this? Yes. I, yeah, I, it is. I don't think I'm, I like him as much as Purse Monk, but I don't think he's bad. No, he's not bad. If we go a few spots down from there, we find QQQ-Tan, who is their number one, like, jeweler slash finder of things. And I would say, as another, like, task-oriented Bozoak, I like Gigi Boon better, both because... I don't know, I just dig him more. And also, he seems like he is better at his job. Well, he's a master of it. Well, he like he actually does go and run the errands, whereas QQQ-Tan is trying to steal like a suspension bridge because he thinks it looks like a necklace. Which, when you think so, about it, makes him a very bad uh I was going to say, he's actually very master. bad, precisely. Now, there's ZZ Zeri, who is a fashion designer... Well, Dave, Z- made- ZZ Zeri made a giant evil jacket that turned... A giant robot evil, and then he 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 made he made a small jacket that made Signal Man evil, and they made then he made a really big jacket that Just made his very, very made his robot jacket. evil, and he he delivered them via rocket. So he's amazing. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I'm kind of looking looking down below that. Uh, if Kukukutan is my floor, which I think he is, I actually think. That Gigi Boon goes right below ZZ Zeri. Because right below ZZ Zeri is rebuilt breaking, and then imagine Robo Veronica. And I don't really have a whole lot of love for either of those dudes. Right. Like, they had cool designs, and they were in good episodes, but, like, they're not characters. They're just rampaging monsters. Yeah. So, Gigi Boon, if we're agreed, comes in at spot number 116. Number 116 for Gigi Boon. On a list, if you will recall, goes all the way down to... What are we at now? 175? 175 or something like that? Yeah. It's a, lo- it's a long, long list. Anyway, and then that, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of License to Car Ranger. Uh, before we close up here, I would like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. You want to get any updates on uh, future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter or see the picture of the desk that I put together. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Super Sentai Bros. Dave, if people would like to get in touch with you for the... Uh, you, you're still doing the... You still have the playtest open on your, oh, yeah. on your tabletop yeah, yeah, game? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I uh, My life has been kind of crazy right now, so I'm a little bit stalled on, on implementing new stuff. But if you are interested in getting in on the playtest of the Sentai role-playing game that I'm working on, you can email me at gosentaiheroes at gmail.com. Right on. Uh, if you like the show, and we hope that you do, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you find the show. That would be very swell of you. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. To find any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at retrogradeorbitradio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.